why is not black America standing up and say, you know what? We've had enough of this. And I'm talking about not by throwing rocks and bricks at police officers. Why are they not standing up, Tom Broadwater? And why are they not doing something about it? Well, it's troubling, but it's it's predictable. In, in life, I think all of us uh, refer to expert opinion when we want to get something done, when we want to purchase an oven, when we want to right. understand more about sports. Uh, we go to experts for those answers. That's why I have you on today, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but unfortunately... Uh, in the uh, in the minority communities and the worker uh, communities that we support, uh, a number of people are rely on quote unquote elected officials who, in our opinion, are not leaders. Uh, they are partisan politicians. Who are po- you're so right. They're power yeah. opportunists. Yes. They just want. And this really irritates me. This is the real. This is this is where the corruption in our neighborhoods. This is the corruption of our country. I'll tell right. you what, Tom. What we're addressing here today. Th- this is the really the 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 crumbling of America. You know, we're witnessing it right now. Talk, just talk. Because that's what we do here, friends. Malcolm Out Loud Talk. Welcome to the show. Well, joining me for a discussion on the challenges of black America is Thomas Broadwater, Jr. He's the president of Americans for Work. Americans with a number four, Work. It's a Washington, D.C. nonprofit focused on increasing employment opportunities for Americans, especially minorities. And I want to start here, Tom. When you see the images of the violent protest, the looting and damage to America's cities, the latest being Charlotte, North Carolina, being a black leader yourself, what goes through your mind? Well, Malcolm, thank you for having uh us today and uh, allowing me to join you in uh, this discussion. Interesting uh, um, uh, question you pose. Uh, what goes through my mind? I think um, the same thing that goes through the minds of all of those now protesting today across the country uh, following uh, these uh, disturbing police encounters with uh, racial minorities. It is uh, it's, it's symbolic of a uh, dysfunction and a meltdown of the, uh, those communities, uh, the, their, their, uh, the integrity, uh, their faith in the integrity of law enforcement. And I think that would sum it up uh, at a high level. And of course, there's a lot there's a lot of reasons as to why that's happened. I mean, which we'll get into in a moment here. But the latest being in Charlotte, it was, you know, and you hit it right. Law enforcement versus which is really about to me, Tom, good and evil, uh, you know, a law, uh, a safely and law provided environment that we all are uh, should have the right to have, I think, is the real question. Because the Charlotte thing, it was a, a black police officer that shot the black man. And so it wasn't black and white, white and black and this sort of thing, which we've had happen before. And yet the protests are as loud as they could ever be. So it does give you pause where people try to immediately make this into race. I think it's less about race when you come up to 30,000 feet and more about good versus evil, possibly. Uh, Are you in agreement with that? Well, no, not not necessarily. I would say that um, the confluence of circumstances, the perfect storm that we're confronting today, uh, very much involves race. And uh, race has an impact at, at several junctures or, or several intervals uh, in this uh, in this process. Now, relative to your question um, and, and why I said that uh, race is uh, a factor, um, we think that um, the four main things – 
the four challenges standing in the way of our worker groups obtaining and and living peacefully in society are uh, uh, deficits in the primary education system, biases and challenges in the criminal justice system, uh, employer preferences, which we have said previously, or you know, I think that uh, decades two decades ago we called it employment discrimination but we choose at americans for work to call it employer preferences and then number four the fact that um, there has been such an evolution uh, a dramatic evolution of industrial norms and practices in these last 20 years the way you have the four points. I don't disagree with those four points at all. And those, those are the four sort of, uh, I guess, cornerstones that you're using with Americans for Work, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's good. I like that because those are proactive and those are uh, core challenges you've addressed, uh, that you've identified, that you can address. Now, in one of the releases uh, just recently, you you made the mention that both Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump have both missed the mark for black Americans. And I've been wondering that myself, Tom, in recent days and weeks, if they have missed the mark. So you, you hit a nerve with me when I, I seen your headline. And, and then, you know... You, you goes on in the, the press firm, you know, says, OK, so Tom wants to ask Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, where's the beef? And you say both initiatives were devoid of what either candidate will actually do to address the serious economic challenges that black Americans are facing today. I could not uh, agree with that more. And quite frankly, your point about the way politicians talk in election cycle uh, has always been one of my pivotal points on my platform, uh, Tom you look back over the uh, millennia at me and what I've done is that it angers me how politicians promise everything and deliver nothing. And, and I'm talking across the spectrum. They all do the same thing. You're 100% right. I'm nonpartisan as well, by the way. So we have a lot in common for the most part. Uh, I, I mean, I, you can identify who I am by looking at things, but I, I, I am an open-minded individual when I look at things and really looking for solutions and answers for our country. Back, back to this Clinton and Trump that missed the mark for both black Americans. I want you to take a moment, please. This is really important that our listeners understand. What is the mark? Tell us, please, what Clinton and Trump have missed. Well, the the challenges that they both uh, uh, let me take them uh, individually uh, to help you understand the the uh, the enormity of the problem. Um, in general, we have a a, a national perception uh, that Republicans are in favor of economic growth, economic development. Unfortunately, um, the general populace does not always get the impression that the Republican Party is um, socially moderate enough and and will take um, the the social concerns of our society into into consideration as much as they should. They they are, uh, let's say, faulted with a perception that they choose economic growth over social equality. The Democratic Party, as of this decade and, and the last uh, maybe two decades, is uh, has a, a tends to have a focus of um, social justice and uh, social equality with not enough focus on um, economic growth and development. Um, so that, that would sort of define uh, how 
uh, Donald Trump and how uh, Hillary Clinton are conducting their campaigns today. But inherent in both of their arguments are challenges for uh, black Americans, Hispanic Americans, veterans, and, and others. Um, so, for instance, with Hillary, Hillary Clinton says that, um, and she's appeared before black American groups uh, all over the country, um, most predominantly, I don't see her appearing before Hispanic Americans or veterans that much. But she said that um, she feels that there should be reform in the uh, in the educa- in primary education, um, and and uh, that that there should be opportunities for um, people to uh, learn uh, equally and to compete, uh, you know, and, and and acquire skills to compete as adults in the new economy. Uh, and she, I think, she's even talked about. Women windmills and new energy, et cetera, and creating new jobs. Um, Hillary Clinton has, on the criminal justice uh, uh, plank, has said that uh, she is disheartened and and, and she's uh, disappointed uh, by the uh, shootings uh, of unarmed uh, Americans across the the country and that that she is going to fight for um, criminal justice reform in broad terms. That's what she said. She has not really said anything about industrial evolution and she's not really said anything about employer preferences. And so those are those are uh, that that's where she's come down. Now, Hillary's primary or let's let's just say uh, her fundamental conflict and and um, what we believe will turn out to be a uh, an inherent conflict and, and impediment for her to accomplish anything with primary education is that um, Hillary Clinton receives uh, 99% or uh, Democratic candidates, including Hillary Clinton, have received 99% of all teachers' union um, contributions across the country uh, during the last two election cycles. So teachers' unions do not support uh, Republican candidates. They do support Hillary Clinton, the National Education Association, the American Federation of Teachers. And we believe that a fundamental problem in America's uh, public schools uh, are that they are hindered and they have been damaged by uh, the interest of teachers' unions versus the interest of the students. These uh, unions are, are predominantly um, uh, Caucasian. Uh, operate outside of the, um, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're not obligated to uh, affirmative action and to to the kinds of uh, uh, diversity requirements. They do that gratuitously. But by and large, we have um, urban school systems like those you mentioned in Baltimore, uh, in Chicago, uh, in Boston, and New York that are predominantly um, Caucasian American teachers who live in the suburbs. And they have strict requirements um, that they have created with their local school boards uh, that, that dictate the number of hours that they'll work and what they will teach. And, and we believe that these, these unions are largely insensitive to um, uh, the communities that they work in and to the students that they teach. Now, that problem is exacerbated further by the aggressive behavior of unions, teacher unions, in fighting against choice, fighting against charter schools. Um, as an example, in um, Washington, D.C., uh, where the schools are admittedly, well, let's let's use something easier. Let's say Baltimore, Maryland, which is uh, not 
multi-jurisdictional. It's within the state of Maryland. But Baltimore City, Maryland has a very poor school system, so poor that it was taken over by the state and is administered by the state. So one reasonably has to ask the question, um, if the infrastructure, if the curriculum, and if the union uh, teachers' union practices cannot be corrected in the space of um, one's lifetime, why shouldn't the parents in Baltimore City, why shouldn't they, why, why, why should they not receive their per capita allocation uh, of 13500 per student and be allowed to walk across the county line to Baltimore County and attend some of the best schools in the country? Amen. That's, yeah. that's, that's not a yeah. uh, request to, to take yeah. the money and go to some private school. And that's not a racist request. That is mm-hmm. a, mm-hmm. that is a logical request. The, the, the challenges of curricula and, uh, uh, union, um, uh, failings in, in these schools are so bad that, uh, Baltimore City's, uh, parents and students should be allowed to take a voucher and walk across the county line and attend uh, very, very good schools. Uh, Hillary Clinton is promising to reform education, but implicitly, if you look at the primary education challenge, she's uh, uh, it, there's not really a question in our minds as to uh, which direction, uh, which which group she'll favor uh, in the end. It, can she logically turn around and tell the National Teachers Association or the American Federation of Teachers that uh, she supports choice? And uh, she supports uh, abandoning these uh, failing schools when uh, she's taken so much money from them. Um, On the criminal justice uh, scenario, uh, Hillary Clinton has said that uh, uh, she's concerned. But again, uh, Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton uh, over the years have taken millions, uh, or if not millions, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars from the Fraternal Order of Police. And the, the criminal justice disparities that system disparities that minorities face on the streets are not new the only thing that's new in our opinion is the uh, advent of uh, cellular telephone cameras and also uh, the cameras that some police are being forced to wear today that actually bring transparency and visibility to the aggressive behaviors again i don't think the democrats or the republicans either political party we have in this country have done a very good job in handling any of this Well, if you're looking to make a little more room in your home or your office, or you're looking just to get a little more organized, I want to give you a solution today. Closetsbydesign.com. I've used them in past years. They do tremendous work. They build closets out, food pantries, garage, you know, shelving in the garages. Uh, they do flooring, wall beds, organizers, all kinds of things. Check them out, folks. Closetsbydesign.com. listening to the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network. Well, it's where we say, let the silent voices be heard. You'll find a whole host of shows and a lineup of great content back at AmericaOutloud.com. 
let me just give you the other inherent conflict that uh, Hillary has, in that she has she has said that um, she fully supports uh, uh, civil rights for racial minorities, and, and she she wants to do something about the economic conditions. But at the same time, she is advocating uh, amnesty for up to 33 million uh, illegal aliens in the country, amnesty from the misdemeanor crimes that they have uh, committed by crossing the border illegally. Uh, and that group, um, unfortunately, uh, many of them are decent, hardworking people who are not uh, uh, they're not fleeing um, uh, violence in their countries. They're fleeing uh, economic uh, abject uh, economic circumstances. But those those people, those uh, legal and illegal immigrants who come into our country uh, are generally um, uh, uh, at a minimum, high school educated. Uh, they are in their tw- late 20s and, and 30s, and and they compete directly with 85% of black Americans, for instance, and uh, uh, 80, up to 90% of Hispanic American citizens who perform the manual labor, the blue-collar jobs that are left in this country after several industries have, have uh, moved their operations overseas. So it, it, it's, uh, again, Clinton has introduced a conflict that she, it, she doesn't explain it. She doesn't explain that she wants to improve education, but she will owe a big debt to the teachers' union. She doesn't explain the criminal justice, uh, her interest in reforming criminal justice while taking money from uh, uh, police unions. And there's no way for her to explain how 33 million new legal uh, uh, workers, people who were given visas to work, uh, finally, officially, would would impact the um, urban minority veterans and uh, disabled and young people that okay. we have. Tom, uh, before I move on just a moment, I want you to just take a minute for me, please. You've mm-hmm. talked about Hillary Clinton in the context yep. of what we just talked about. Give yep. me now your version of that real quickly with Donald Trump, please. I know he's more of an unknown. What is your sense of him? Since we're talking about uh, Clinton here, we, we've got to yep. you know, tilt the table back. So t- tell me what right. your thoughts well, are there. Our, our thoughts about Donald, our, uh, Donald Trump are equally... Um, uh, challenging um, Donald Trump, unfortunately, uh, in using the same context of primary education, criminal justice, uh, uh, disparities, and industrial evolution. Uh, Donald Trump. Let's start with industrial evolution. Donald Trump is, has um, been articulate and and firm. Uh, and his pledge to turn back uh, illegal aliens, uh, which they should be, uh, and they should be placed at the back of the list when it comes to uh, employment opportunities. But he's he's really said nothing about uh, legal immigration. And legal immigration, frankly, the with the policies that are in place today, and these are these were passed in the uh, late 90s and, and uh, 80s, we will be a country of 400 million just with uh, uh, legal immigration, uh, people coming in from India, and all of the uh, nuances of the different visas that are uh, offered today. Um, so he falls in the same category of a uh, Mark Zuckerberg uh, and other 
big industrial leaders who um, uh, claim that they cannot find employer employees uh, and that they have to get uh, special H-1B visas to bring these people in. When we know that American citizens, uh, regardless of their race, ethnicity, or sex, or, or what have you, are getting out of college today uh, and are facing mid-career crises and they can't find a job. So, so Donald has an inherent conflict. He's 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 uh, not really thought this through. Uh, we we applaud his uh, decision or his his thinking around uh, the illegal aliens, but he's not really said anything about the legal uh, immigration. Number two, on primary education, Trump has said choice. Now, the more responsible thing for him to say is uh, organized choice, and and that is, uh, I, you know, when when uh, the popular media and uh, the uh, a populist who uh, claim to be ethnic leaders, etc., uh, label him a racist for talking about choice. But frankly, choice that involves uh, allowing people to take their per capita distribution because Americans are fair, they pay their taxes, and they want that money spent wisely and prudently. He doesn't, he, he doesn't refine his message to show people that what choice means for him. Uh, and, and unfortunately, you know, given the history of our country, when uh, racial minorities hear the word choice, they think that uh, all the white folks just want to take their money and go, go to private schools and leave them behind. Yeah, well, uh, Tom, quite frankly, uh, you know, uh, they call Trump a racist from the moment he takes a breath in the morning. He doesn't have to do anything to get that title, quite frankly. Well, he, um, needs, he needs to define that a little. Well, uh, yeah, but, you know, racist is a term that people throw around when they don't know what the hell else to blame it on. That's an easy one, brother. That's oh, it's racist. It's that, that's just so. That's what they all do. It's what politicians well, I, do regularly. I, I think. I think in the case of uh, in this current conflict, and I, I want to finish up our concerns about Donald. But in the current conflict, the Democrats have just hurled the uh, uh, race card at uh, Trump because it's 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 a practice of shooting the messenger. Well, so because it, he's bringing up things that they don't want to talk about, Tom. You've yeah. already identified that, for God's yeah. sakes. Yeah. And let's face it, none of these problems are popular, and yeah. it does. And, and Tom it doesn't mean the answers to the problems are going to be popular either. When yeah. you've got such pain and you've got such corruptness, uh, sure. you know, it, what are you going to do? It's going to it's going to hurt a little bit, brother. We've got to hold on. Right. It's like pulling a cavity. Got to so, pull it out. there. It's going to hurt a bit, but we'll be we'll be better on the other side of it. Yeah. So so here's the uh, uh, final challenge with uh, Trump uh, the, in the areas of criminal justice and uh, disparities and employment preferences. Um, Trump has has uh, correctly, I believe, and, and and properly applauded the the uh, the thousands, the tens of thousands of men and women uh, who wear the blue, who are in in the uniform, and who wear the badge. Uh, you know, personally, I have a son who's who's uh, uh, in the armed forces and is an officer in the armed forces, and not uh, police, but national armed forces. And um, it, so he's properly done that because we have. We have uh, lots and lots of very good people uh, of high integrity and, and, and good intentions in law enforcement. Uh, the challenge is that we also have, uh, let's say, a large number of people who um, carry uh, biases and uh, who react inappropriately to minority citizens. Uh, the disparate treatment that uh, minorities receive, the, the uh, harsh prosecutorial uh, 
uh, uh, charges and, 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 and bails that they receive, uh, the, the bias that, that they're subjected to by juries, and, and uh, the, the, the way that judges disproportionately sentence any minority versus uh, any, anyone else are an indication of, of, uh, of where the problems are. So while Trump has applauded you know, public safety and the police, uh, I don't think I'd ever heard him say anything about the challenges uh, that that uh, the disparities that minorities feel until he spoke in a black church in Detroit uh, just this past week. And he said that uh, the shooting of the Tulsa man uh, was was wrong. And I saw some sensitivity there, but but he's got to do a much better job <laughs> if he really wants to distinguish his uh, his his uh, interest in the police and uh, you know the the great criminal the great uh, law enforcement system that we have, which we we should all be proud of. We we need to see uh, Americans need to see Donald Trump acknowledge that. Uh, the system is flawed when it comes to the execution of uh, equal justice and equal safety with minorities. Yeah. On employer preferences, uh, uh, Trump's company and or his father's company have a history of problems with uh, denying tenants and, 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 and you know building a business that was uh, exclusionary. He should address that because I'm not sure enough Americans understand. So for us, if you listen to everything I've said about both Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, they are inherently flawed and both inherently uh, conflicted when it comes to addressing uh, the economic interest of uh, black and Hispanic American citizens, of veterans, of handicapped, and of, uh, of our younger people. I think you've identified the real problem. Folks don't seem to grasp that the very programs they support and the very politicians they endorse and will vote for are the very cause of what ails them, their communities, and this country. A perfect example is one you've provided. Let me share this with our audience, please. So Clinton didn't remind her black woman's audience that she is supporting woman visas, amnesty, and a pathway to citizenship for some illegal aliens that would legitimize up to 33 million current and future immigrants to compete for jobs in the American economy. Now, uh, again, Americans for Work feels that omission was purposefully and somewhat deceitful by Hillary Clinton, as over 8% of black Americans are unemployed. And that number is probably higher, I think. Younger people are the worst off. Three in 10 black teens can't find jobs. Nearly 18% of Hispanic youth face a similar predicament. Trump made no comment today also about the negative impact of legal and illegal immigrant workers on black unemployment, but has made his overall position on immigration clear in previous statements. So again, this is a very crucial point to our discussion today. Tom, I think you've identified, I think, what is the real problem. The very programs that... Americans are support and the very politicians they endorse and will vote for are the very cause of what ails them, their communities and the country. And I believe this is really down to the core of the problem that we're seeing. So this illegal immigration by legitimizing all this and open it up and having no no protective borders or anything else. This is a major cause of our unemployment in this country. It's a major, major cause of a lot of the rift that's happening with no jobs. And it really gets to the fundamental problems. And that's where I think someone like you comes in, Tom, 
a strong uh, black American leader, someone who understands jobs and employment and unemployment. Take a moment and tell us what gives with this. Why is the truth so hidden and what can be done about it? Well, the just to correct one statistic that you mentioned, the Wall Street Journal today has quoted the uh, that the uh, most recent report from the Bureau of Labor Statistics is showing that uh, unemployment amongst blacks was uh, 11.5% when Obama took office and now stands at 16.7% nationwide. Um, but so much higher than what I stated a moment ago. Much, much higher. I knew it was. What did I say to you? Didn't I give the qualifier? I knew what you sure. what you had in there, but I knew it was much higher. So, right. in other words, it's it's in a dangerous position, which is really a lot of the root cause of a lot of what we're seeing. Well, it is. It is. It's. A, it's a very, very insensitive. There's no economic justice we're talking about, Tom. Where's the economic justice in all of this? Yeah. Sure. Well, I think it's. A, you know, one of the. Uh, I was at a function in Washington uh, at the Capitol recently, uh, where uh, 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 someone asked a uh, congressman uh, how a. Um, how this was the how immigration was the defining civil rights issue of our time, and. Um, uh, and and that that person uh, then went on to find that this is uh, immigration is the defining economic uh, interest of our time, and and it, that's a very very true. This it, the the candidate's decision on immigration uh, is the will will define what happens uh, to the economic uh, prosperity and opportunity for millions and millions of Americans over the next 30 years. Well, it is, Tom. And, and let's put this in context a second. I mean, here we are complaining, uh, the public, Americans are complaining that, uh, you know, we don't like the way things are going. We don't like the way the cities are going. We don't like how corrupt things are. We don't like the relationships with law enforcement. We So we throw bricks, rocks, we riot, we get upset. And both blacks and whites are doing that. Let's face it. Americans are doing that. So we don't like that. But yet, we, you know, many of them don't have jobs. Many of them are, uh, are, are in depressed situations. And then the politicians who they support uh, are causing the problems that, you know, with this whole illegal immigration thing, that is really the root cause of so many of our problems, Tom. I just, it befuddles me as to why people can't see this. So the, the very issues and challenges they are supporting are exactly what is causing them the rift and the grief and the and this depression in life that I think is to the root cause of our families, our infrastructure, our home life, uh, our children, again, not having a lack of choice, lack of ability, lack of economic justice. I think for everybody across the board, yeah, you've identified, you know, the minority situation, but let's face it, brother, this is impacting everybody. This is impacting white America just as much. I, I completely agree with you, Malcolm, and that's that's why I mentioned uh, rural and um, and and uh, economically um, uh, deprived and, and disparate communities. I know a lot of white people, uh, Tom, who are dying right now from poverty and who are struggling. I can yes. bring you into some of those neighborhoods right now yes. that nobody's talking about right now. It's yes. not just black America. It's not just Hispanics. It's not just them. I know a lot of white people that are just dying at the moment who have well, none of this as well. Ma- Malcolm, let me uh, let, let me say this to you. I'm deeply empathetic, but I want to I want to give you uh, an adage. Uh, or, or position that every black American, every Hispanic American citizen, and, and a number of vets will tell you is true. If, uh, if, if uh, white America has a cold, uh, these groups that we represent have pneumonia. 
and so they are the most severely impacted by by the uh, you know by by the. Now, I don't that, disagree with you. Hold on a moment here. I want to yeah. talk about that one second here, Tom. Yeah. I don't disagree with what you just said at all. But stop a moment for me. I yeah. want you to uh, explain to me, please. I, it would be amiss if we don't touch. Why? Why now? Now, not the political talk and the and the. Why is why are not why is not Black America standing up and say, you know what, we've had enough of this, and I'm talking about not by throwing rocks and bricks at police officers. Why are they not standing up, Tom Broadwater, and why are they not doing something about it? Well, it's troubling, but it's it's predictable in in life. I think all of us. Uh, refer to expert opinion when we want to get something done, when we want to purchase an oven, when we want to right. understand more about sports. Uh, we go to experts for those answers. That's why I have you on today, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but unfortunately, uh, in the uh, in the minority communities and the worker uh, communities that we support, uh, a number of people are rely on quote-unquote elected officials who, in our opinion, are not leaders. Uh, they are partisan politicians. Who are po- You're so right. They're power yeah. opportunists. Yes. They just want pay. And this really irritates me. This is the real, this is this is where the corruption in our neighborhoods, this is the corruption of our country. I'll tell right. you what, Tom, what we're addressing here today, th- this is the really the, the, the crumbling of America. You know, we're witnessing it right now. Let me give you let me give you uh, something that was uh, shocking to us. The uh, hacker from Russia, Guccifer, whoever he is, uh, uncovered an email that uh, um, uh, Nancy Pelosi's top aide wrote to the entire Congressional Democratic Congressional Caucus, and and that email said that the Black Lives Matter group was radical, and that uh, no Cong- no Democratic congressman should uh, endorse their positions, and that uh, if they were only to be met with one or two at a time because uh, meeting with them as a group might imply a different message from the Democratic Party. Now, unfortunately, that memo was, uh, it's online, it was written back in November or maybe earlier this year in February of 16, but it was distributed to the Black Caucus members, all of them. And no Black Caucus member contacted uh, uh, the Black Lives Matter group any of, uh, and, and let them know that they had been um, marginalized, uh, discredited, and that the FBI had been given permission to uh, step up its, uh, its uh, investigation and infiltration of that group. Uh, that's, a, that's a complete disservice to these young kids who were out there expressing their, their um, protest and, uh, and their disgust in, in a civil manner. Um, the, the, it was, it, but that just goes to show you that um, it really doesn't matter what color the politicians are. It doesn't matter what sex they are. Our politicians are, are partisan, and they are advocating a party line uh, that, that, that is not in the interest of people. So, for instance, President Obama, I think the, uh, the Wall Street Journal has said today that uh, Obama's track record with blacks will not help Clinton. So he stood up a week ago and told the Congressional Black Caucus that he would be uh, personally insulted. If uh, if blacks didn't vote for Clinton, but uh, you know, and and that that he wanted his legacy preserved, but the the Wall Street Journal, I think today, and this is uh, dated September seventh. No, it's dated uh, September twenty second. Wall Street Journal. Uh, it it says that um, 
uh, blacks have little reason to follow him that he has uh, and they have uh, lost faith in him because he has spent the majority of his political capital on part on a partisan agenda to advance um, immigration legal and illegal immigration that that uh, inherently affects uh, the entire country and especially our worker groups the blacks and hispanics uh, he spent a lot of his political capital on um, human rights for uh, uh, you know lgd lg uh, BT communities, which is fine. You know, I have a, a son who is is a member of that community. But the 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 challenges that these were not the highest priorities of the American no. citizenry. If if, um, if 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 one were to look back at at uh, what he had the opportunity. Well, to do. here's what I'm wondering. Here's what I'm really wondering, and I know our audience is wondering this too. And don't answer this yet. But I'm what I'm wondering is why don't we have someone like Thomas Broadwater run for president of the United States? Where are guys like him? Who are these people that are in office and why are they there? And uh, are these the quality of people? Do they have the integrity that we would want to actually make important decisions And like this that? is really one of the biggest problems we have. My friends, I want you to listen to this. And I've said this to you so many times over the years. The people we elect to office, the election is one of the most serious things we can do as Americans because this is where all public policy comes from. And public policy is what's going to impact our private lives, our businesses, our professions, our personal lives. It is such a critical decision we make in this country every election cycle. And the problem is they tell us what we think that we want to hear, what they believe we want to hear. That's what they tell us. But do they follow through? Those are the questions you have to ask yourself. And can they follow through? Because as we mentioned earlier about uh, Hillary Clinton and, and all the money that she's taken from teachers unions, can one reasonably expect that Hillary will then go into office and allow people to allow uh, And there families? is the problem. I yeah. equate this to a right. mousetrap. It's a very right. big mousetrap, Tom. And yep. that mousetrap is there with a very big piece of cheese. You understand? Yep. The yep. cheese is right. I can see it, Tom. That cheese looks good. I want that cheese, man. Sure. And how do I run after and get their cheese without getting my ass snapped in a trap, right? <laughs> yeah. And that is the question. Yeah.